0: The time is 12.33. You're listening to 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. Let's join Craig Warmbold for community comment.
1: Well, thank you very much, and good afternoon. Welcome to Community Comment. Our guests on Community Comment today are with uh, well, they're Habitat for Humanity Restore in Beaver Dam. Laura Gorel is here with us today. Laura, it's wonderful to see you. Thank you. And uh, you've, we've got a, a special guest with us in the studio, making his uh, his radio premiere, as I understand it. Uh, we have uh, Matthew uh, Matthew Suther in the studio with us. He is the Global Youth Service Day Food Drive Event leader matthew how you doing today good good to see you sir the uh the the big food drive this is the playground movement food drive it is this is our fifth one wow five of them under your belt already matthew have you been at all five of them nope this is my first one this is numero uno as they say uh what is the playground movement food drive let's start with the basics
0: so in 2019 it started with um a leader her name was nally and we wanted to do a Global Youth Service Drive event. Um, global Global Youth Service Day is a worldwide event. It encourages youth between the ages of five and twenty-five to get out there and serve their community in whatever they're passionate about. So Nellie was passionate about making impact in on poverty and food insecurities. We did um, a food drive, and thirty households received a traditional Easter food basket. Oh. Lots of goodies. And it's grown each year since. Uh, the next year we did 45, 60. Last year we did 75. And this year we are doing 100
1: households. Wow. That's fantastic. It keeps growing. We hear so often about um, Christmas food drives and, and, th- and things that go on then are, are wonderful, but sometimes we forget about the, the rest of the year.
0: Yes. And especially with the benefits changing a, Uh, March 1st, this is going to come at a a key time for a lot of those families that are trying to adjust to um, the assistance that they now receive versus what they've been used to for the last couple of
1: years. Can can, uh, we, what what is it, can you elaborate on what you mean by that? What's changing on March 1st? If you have a
0: food insecurity and you receive assistance for that for the last couple of years, it's been the maximum benefit amount. So um, a friend of mine, who is a worker at the county, said there is an elderly couple that had been receiving over $500 a month in food assistance, and March 1st, the amount they qualified for was
1: $23. Wow! And and this is because of changes.
0: Yeah. So people were put on maximum benefit amounts with COVID. Okay. To, to help that with the job and just everything that was kind of really going on with their country and the economy. Um, and those benefits have now decreased and gone back to the um, allotted amount. Wow,
1: starting literally this month at a time when inflation is through the roof. And it seems like when I go to the grocery store, it's about twice what it was uh, just a few years ago.
0: Absolutely, so our families, things will be um, lean for them and continue to be lean for them. So this is just a, a shot in the arm for that.
1: So Matthew, uh, how old are you, sir?
2: I am 13 years old and I am in seventh grade.
1: Okay, where do you go to school?
2: The Beaverdam Middle School.
1: Ah, good school, good school, I, I know it well. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, uh, the involvement as part of uh, Global Youth Service Day, how did you get involved with this?
2: Um, Laura, um, asked me to be the youth leader after Nellie left um, and I decided to do it because I don't enjoy seeing people um, without food in my community so that's how I got this job
1: that's excellent uh, you know give a little bit of something back as it were how do you know Laura
2: um I in 2020 the playground movement got a grant from the city to start a uh community garden and i had the dream to start a community garden in beaver dam so um the mayor um hooked me up with laura and the playground movement and so that's how i knew laura wow
1: that's uh that's fantastic so uh, should i take from that that you have a bit of a green thumb Mm -hmm. okay how long have you been uh, a gardener
2: Um, probably since 2020, 2021.
1: So this kind of inspired you to get your, your hands in the dirt as it were. Mm -hmm. What, what kind of things uh, did you start out growing that first year?
2: Um, like lettuce, tomatoes, carrots, um, you know, the vegetables that you need, you know.
1: Wow. The, the big ones, Mm -hmm. lettuce, tomato. And and did they turn out? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And did you have them? Did you eat them?
2: Mm -hmm. we donated them to the uh habitat for humanity restore
1: the food pantry that's available 24 7 365 i was driving by yesterday i saw the doors wide open i thought boy i should stop by the the grocery store and pick a few things up and and bring them over there thank you it's just that easy right it is okay and it's the same for the people who might need uh, a little bit of food this time of year or any time of the year
0: that is true. On the door it says, "If you have some, bring some. If you need some, take some," and that's the concept behind it.
1: So the uh, the tomatoes and the carrots and the other vegetables that uh, that you grew, Matthew, uh, did you get a chance to sample some of them yourself? Mm-hmm. And some of them. And what uh, what did you think? Did you did you did you do a good job?
2: It was really nice eating the food that I had grown with the community, and it just you know tasted better than like the the food that i get from the store
1: i have heard people say that uh... that exact same thing in the context of you know having kind of put the the sweat equity into it the elbow grease if you will it uh... you know it it makes them look differently at the food basically would you say that's the case yes all right so uh... that was twenty twenty so this is this is the height of the pandemic. Things are, are just getting crazy in 2020, uh, if you will. And this is a wonderful opportunity for you not just to grow food and give a little something back, but to be outdoors.
0: Mm-hmm. It was true. We um, It was actually a... UW Extension Foodwise grant and we um, collaborated with them and the Dodge County Master Gardeners, Blue Zones and Playgrounds. So it was quite an endeavor. Matthew had reached out to Mayor Becky says I wanna be the mayor and the first thing I want to do is a community garden and so she sent him our way and he really just took took the helm there. So we received the grant in twenty twenty we had to, you know, write a bunch of amendments and answers to questions on how we would accommodate COVID and safe, you know, safe distancing and gathering and all those things that were Um, kind of put on hold for a bit, and by the time we got word that yes we got the grant because we had the the right answers it was too late to put anything in the ground so we actually launched it in 2021 and part of the grant was that it had to be donated to a food pantry so not only did um, food go to the food is free pantry but we sent some to central wisconsin community action council their food pantry um, and it was, i don't remember the number, but it was hundreds of pounds of vegetables that were grown mm-hmm. um, last year. We opened it up to the community at large. You know, we have 11 raised beds there when we had the grant because we had to um, take in how much we were growing and giving away. Uh, those beds were—they were spoken for. You know, they had a purpose. Um, then last year we asked the neighbors, "Hey, do you want your own bed?" immediately six of our 11 beds were spoken for Mm -hmm. by neighbors and the other five got planted by those same people with the purpose of putting
1: it in the pantry. So where is the community garden located?
0: So on Lake Crest there are five apartment buildings that are part of the Lakeshore Apartments. There's some green space that the city owns in between some of those buildings where I think it was Baker Boulevard never went the way through. They mm. had thought about a street there for a moment. And the part of the process that Matthew got to see us go through was getting permission from the city to use the public space and, um, you know, kind of give it a, a facelift and give it a purpose.
1: So you kind of talked about that in two phases. Are uh, both of those phases of the community garden that you're talking about together, are they by each other? It, it, it seemed you had mentioned that uh, you had some plots that were all filled up, and then you, uh, Then I believe that you said the next year, you added more plots. And, uh, well,
0: the next year, we took those 11 plots that we have at the community garden, yes. and we made them available to the community at oh, large. Oh,
1: oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood I you then. Know. So you have 11 plots available, basically. Mm-hmm. Five of them are being used for, for this purpose still? Under that grant, or are they all open to the community? They're now? all open again. Oh, okay. And are they spoke? They're open, but are they spoken for for 2020? I
0: imagine that at least four, if not all of the six people that had beds last year, will want them again. Uh-huh. They get they get real fancy. They get their tomato cages and all the trellises and <laughs> their bedding and their weed barrier, and I they just go to town growing stuff.
1: Okay, so uh, so if somebody out there was looking, because I did just have somebody inquire at the radio station about a uh, a garden that might a community garden plot that might be available for 2023 might already be spoken for it as far as this particular one that we're talking about
0: yeah they could reach out to me if they're interested on information at b d at gmail.com that's p-l-a-y-m-o-v-e-b-d at gmail.com, or they're welcome to text me, too, at 920-344-5769.
1: 5769. Uh, And uh, you might be able to set things up yet for this year or for 2024?
0: I I think we'll have beds open. You think you'll have have some? And we're going to have a garden meeting, but... You know, we're getting that seven inches again this week. Allegedly,
1: so. allegedly, <laughs> I've heard rumors as uh, <laughs> that are similar to that. Uh. Yeah.
0: So when when it gets time, uh, we will have a planning meeting here in the next couple of weeks, and then um, put the word out and get those contracts made so that people can claim a spot.
1: Matthew believe it or not spring is right around the corner Mm -hmm. that's what that's what people keep uh, keep telling me Mm -hmm. so in the uh, in the couple years now that you've had under your belt of gardening is there a a particular vegetable or fruit for that matter or anything that you uh, that you like to grow more than others
2: Um, I love green peppers they're my favorite Ah, vegetable
1: okay they're your favorite vegetable in general Mm -hmm. have you had a uh, a beaver dam pepper yet
2: no. Oh,
1: we're going to have to get you on the uh, the Beaver Dam Pepper Festival wagon, then. In the... You know,
0: it's funny you mentioned that um, Diana Ogle, who it runs the Pepper Festival, it's that's her brainchild. She let me know that Playground Movement is the organization of the year that will benefit from the Pepper Festival. You're kidding me! That is I'm absolutely super wonderful. Honored.
1: The Playground Movement. Uh, this is. I mean, this is a local thing. Essentially, we're talking about a a global, um, worldwide impact with the Global Youth Service Day. And again, if you're just uh, joining us, Matthew is a Global Youth Service Day food drive event leader. The playground movement, though, is a little bit more rooted here in Beaver Dam, as far as the the movement itself and trying to get a playground. I, I would say off the ground, but literally on the ground here in Beaver Dam.
0: Right. It started. I I just was um, inspired to use an unused parking lot at the store as a, as a space for the kiddos to meet and get together, and um, the community really responded. And we have um, pop up playground events, so we have basketball hoop and saw. Then you see the kids there playing. They they played anyway, but we just created um, a cleaner space. A, um, lined out a ball diamond and got a basketball hoop installed. And so that's where we hold all of our events. A couple times a month we get together and just recreate, meet with our families, have some fun. Um, you know, and that's Playground Movement's goal is through recreation to build relationships with our families so that, you know, we become friends and we can find out what resources they need to be hooked up to in order to thrive. In the
1: the ball diamond, the basketball nets are all in the vicinity of the uh, of the Habitat for Humanity Restore.
0: They are. They're on the north side of the Restore. There's a parking lot we didn't use for business purposes, and that's what we've revamped.
1: is that phone number if you've got a a question or a comment for our guests here. Laura Goral is with the Habitat for Humanity Restore and the Playground Movement. I am Matthew Souther is with the Global Youth Service Day. He is a Food Drive event leader. We're going to get all the details about that food drive and ways that you can help here uh, in just a moment. But first, we've got a caller hanging on the line. We'll go to the phones and say, good afternoon. Welcome to Community Comment. Yeah, thanks. Good afternoon to you. Just wanted to call and thank Laura for doing all her, uh, her free time putting it into the community. You can tell that she spends a lot of time with that, let alone her full-time job running the, as she's managing the ReStore, which is a great store. If you've never been in there, you really should check it out. There's new stuff too. It's not all restored. It's Can pretty cool place. Can you tell cool me what my question was? I can't hear with my hearing aids. The it, well, it, it, so we had a little uh, bit of a, uh, a hiccup with the uh, the audio there. So, uh, so Pat, if you don't mind, I'm going to relay to Laura uh, that he complimented you on all of the hard work that you have done, uh, not just with the playground movement, but uh, being a manager over at the uh, the restore and everything you've done to give back to uh, the uh, community. Uh, Pat, thank you so much for the call. Do you have a question for our guests here today? I really don't. She's right on the ball. No, she's right My on only the ball. The question I'd have for her is, does she get a vacation? Do you ever get a vacation, Laura? Is this a vacation for you coming on to community comment? It
0: is. Oh, this is wonderful. It's very tropical feeling in here. It's very <laughs> it warm. It's warm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do That's get a vacation, funny. and I'm headed out at the beginning of May. So, Good for you.
1: You Fantastic. deserve it. Well, thank you so much thank for you. chiming in, Pat. We do yep, appreciate bye-bye. that. Uh, some, uh, some high praise uh, from one of our listeners. Thank because, you. Laura, I mean, it does seem like, I mean, you got stuff going on all the time. You're leaving in May. Isn't that when the big cleanup is going on? Or is that coming up in, is that in April? The E-Cycle event uh, or, yeah. or the food forest? <laughs> but the, the one where you go up and down the block and you clean people's houses.
0: Rock the block. Rock
1: the block.
0: I come back the day before.
1: Oh, you're, you'll be back in plenty of time to clean up the whole neighborhood, basically. No. <laughs> we, we'll get the details about Rock the Block in just a second. But uh, but getting back to the uh, Global Youth Service Day and this food drive that's going on. Uh, so what do we need to know about the, the food drive? How can we get... Um, How can we get food items to you guys for this uh, food drive?
0: So we have a list that's pretty standard that we get our families. We're looking to provide food for a week, pantry staples and meal ingredients for 100 families. And when we say families, we gauge that as like a household size of four. So there will be some individuals and some couples and there will be some that are more than four. Um, We have reached out to our supporters that have been at it from the get-go and, and people that have signed up in, in years prior to see if they would do again their food drive. So Chippies, you can go in there with pancake mix and syrup, and they incentivize you. You get like a free Beaver Dam blend. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uga um, does, a, a I think, a BOGO if you bring in peanut butter and jelly.
1: Um, and it's for these specific items
0: for these specific items, right? right. But we do have other items on our list. It looks like the school district, um, at least the middle school, if not the middle school and another elementary school will do drives. And they have signed up for items that they want to collect for the um, food portions that we put together. They are, the school district, they are intense when they do food drives. Food is Free was a recipient of a lot of their food drives and then they went to, I think, six different food pantries in the area and they came back a second time. They are just super generous with that. Okay. So if you would like to donate, there are a number of ways you can do it. You can do it financially and then we'll have those people that like to shop, cause that's not me, I don't have time for that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that like to shop to go and secure a hundred of the different items on our list. You can email us again at p l a y m o v e b d B D at gmail. You can text me at nine two zero three four four five seven six nine, or you can also send us a message on the socials. We're both on Facebook and Instagram at playground movement bd playmovebd. So um, if you have a, a place of worship or a service group, and you are like, yeah, we want a hundred bags of sugar. That's what we want to collect, or flour, or d- there's just a whole number of things: salt and pepper. You know, like I said, a lot of pantry staples, um, hot dogs and hot dog buns and all that good jazz. So,
1: so we're not limiting to perishables, non-perishables, I should say. Pe- Cor- uh, correct, correct. Y- okay, so it it could be it could be something like a, a milk or something that would go in a refrigerator.
0: Sure. So Quick Trip has been very generous with. Um, milk and bread and bananas in the past and we've asked them if they can do it again. But yes, if you have, if you do select a perishable item, know that we will be looking for the perishables to be dropped off the morning of the event. So on April 30th in the morning if you have a perishable item. Non-perishables we are asking that they be brought the evening before Saturday starting at 5 o'clock. We will have youth from our community um, there to receive those items. We'll get them all inventoried and staged so that we can put together the items that will be distributed um, during our drive through event from 2 to 4 p.m. on Sunday the 30th.
1: So, and uh, the drive through event will be where? At Habitat? Yep. Okay. Yep. And, uh, I th- you know, this is the first time I've heard of food drives before where it's like, oh, grab a few things and, and put them in. This is, so if I understand it correctly, if you're buying a hundred box, uh, if you're buying like in a do cereal, you want hundred boxes of cereal, essentially.
0: Correct. Now a hundred is a lot. It is. And you can't go. I doubt any store is going to let you go in and get a hundred all at the same time, unless maybe Costco. But a um, hundred is a lot. So I. I'm fine with various groups saying, I can do 25 of that or 50 of that. You know, we can do it incrementally. If you have a budget, say, you know, you have $100 to donate, then donate it to us. We will definitely put that with the other funds that we received. We've received um, a Sodexo Stop Hunger Grant. Thrivent gave an Action Team Grant. We um, have applied for Marshfield Quick Impact Grant. And so we have a lot of different organizations and grants that um, will give us the money that we need to come up with the other
1: items on our list that are specifically chosen by donors. And Matthew, as a food drive event leader as part of Global Youth Service Day, what is it you'll be doing? Uh, tell us uh, Tell us a little bit about your role at this, uh, this drive-through food pantry.
2: So I am working with um, the middle school um, student council um, to sort of get ideas about a food drive for this event. Um, We are also looking to work with Jefferson, to, again, bring more food in. And then every year we're hoping to add on another school. So next year could be Washington, Lincoln, Wilson, whatever. And then um, I'm also going to be helping out April 30th, the day of, and I could also be helping um, get the food from different, you know, areas, you know, schools, you know, just picking up the food, so yeah.
1: yeah. That's so much of a a successful event is uh, collaboration and getting everybody on the same page. So you're literally going to be reaching out to the student council and saying things like, hey, let's try to, will it be to like raise a particular item, like 100 Mm -hmm. of a particular item, you think? Yeah. Do you have uh, have an item in mind that you think you might want to do all 100 of?
2: Not yet. We are still working to... work out the details.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I got a lot more questions for both of you guys, but we are up against the clock and have to take a break here. Uh, but I want to ask uh, Laura a little bit about the specifics of the drive through and how one might be able to sign up for that and qualify for that and uh, kind of the specifics. Can, can you Venmo this? Is it a check that you're looking for? Is it cash? How, how can people make this donation? These questions and more when we return with Laura Goral and Matthew Suther when we return here after the break on... Community Comment.
0: 1259 here at 95.3 WBEV, let's go back to Community Comment with Craig Warmbold.
1: And our uh, guests are with the Habitat for Humanity Restore and the Global Youth Service Day. Uh, We got the Restore Manager Laura Goral here uh, with us along with the uh, Global Youth Service Day Food Drive event leader Matthew Souther. In talking about uh, this year's Global Youth, among other things, Global Youth Service Day, which is now Global Youth Service Day is on April 30th.
0: They have actually de- dedicated a week to it since it's worldwide, um, different holidays and, and and traditions and whatnot. They've put it out for a week. So they, they like us to do something in the week. They'll let that last week of April into the first week of May. Oh,
1: OK. And this falls perfectly right into that. It's a food drive, a little bit different. I mean, it's the same in that you can make a donation and you'll accept any donation of perishable, non-perishable food items. You want the non-perishable food items about a week before.
0: Right. We do have a specific list, so this isn't just where you clean out your cream corn and soup and things unwanted in your pantry and bring it to us. We have um, a food list that looks to provide pantry staples and food ingredients, meal ingredients, to feed a family of four for a week. So with the distribution that families will receive, they will have meal ideas and recipes and like a four pound ham. How do you cook a four pound ham? Can you make two meals at it? Here's ham and eggs one day. You know, if you want to glaze it or, you know, we'll have different ideas like that for them. Um, So very specific items. And I encourage you that if you'd like to donate, absolutely reach out. I can send the list. We will be posting the list daily as people say, oh, I want this item. Then we will update our list um, on, on social media, on Facebook.
1: So you've got things like pancake mix and syrup would be at Chippy's Popcorn in Beaverdam. That would be a drop-off location. Would that be any time between now and April 30th or, or starting next week?
0: Now between, but now and April
1: 29th. And now and April 29th, yes. The the distribution is on the 30th. Yes. Uh, 29th is when you would bring in the non-perishable items? Yes. And then a week before that is when you would bring in the perishable items. And
0: Oh, I misheard you. The perishable items oh, come the day
1: of the event, the thirtieth. I mixed them up. I'm, that was but on me.
0: Yeah, that's something that you know we can work out those details and whatnot. If it, once you say, "Yeah, that's what we want to
1: provide." Okay, and uh, this is the restore is the drop off location.
0: It is so. Habitat for Humanity Restore has two outreaches. We have food is free which is on the northeast corner of our building, and then we have playground movement. So when the weather's nice, we use the, the playground area, the pop-up playground area on the north side of our building. When the weather's not nice, then we come inside and do arts and crafts and play pickup sticks and jacks and board games and do art and that kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Rain or shine, you have the 24-7 food pantry, though. That is true. Mm-hmm. And these items aren't aren't going in the food pantry. This is part of the distribution, that Easter distribution right. as you. so
0: say. the food pantry, the food pantry is an offshoot of Global Youth Service day. After um, Global Youth Service Day, we became a lunch destination for the summer meal program through the usda and, and food service at the school. and then somebody in our community decided they wanted our families to have milk, so we put a Mooj's cooler out on the pantry and he put milk in there. And then the community decided that vegetables and baby food and non-perishables and all kinds of stuff needed to come to uh, the Mooj's cooler. So for a while, we had this informal pantry inside the entry of the ReStore. And then a uh, Trinity United Methodist, Pastor Sharia at the time said, my missions team wants to do a food pantry Can we just make yours bigger? So that's our our community is super like that. You know, they're generous. um, They're finding ways to collaborate and add their cog to the wheel to make it run smoother. And and we launched Food is Free um, on April 1st of last year. That's when we have a ribbon-cutting ceremony. We open the doors. and. A couple of scouts got their Eagle badge doing projects in the pantry to get it ready. There were a lot of community members, you know, WDS Construction helped put the hole in our building and we got our door from hometown glass. Sun Stations Electric wired it for us. Our security is, you know, Interquest. We did a Facebook fundraiser and got all the funds that we needed to make those modifications to our building. So our community is super generous. And, and this is a big ask. You know, feeding 100 families for a week, that's a big ask. But if everybody does what they can do, then we will be successful in that.
1: And so as another example, you gave Uga Brewing, the peanut butter and jelly and mm-hmm. bread, presumably, as is, is part of that? Or would it just, just be peanut, peanut butter, and butter and jelly? Just the peanut butter and jelly. Are there, you know, for those service organization members out there who are listening or those members of a, a church group or something like that, can you... Can you plant a few other seeds of ideas that oh, you might sure. need 100 of?
0: Well, pantry staples are like flour, sugar, salt, pepper, cornmeal. Uh, we need hamburger or hot dog and hot dog buns. Um, the list is just – I mean, that's a good start, you mm-hmm. know, as far as pantry staples. Uh, we'll, each family will receive two pounds of hamburger, so those tubes of pounds of hamburger, you know – any number that you want to help donate toward that, that would be wonderful as well.
1: And then April 30th is the distribution. What do I need? Are the 100 families already identified?
0: They are not. We have, we launched today our Google form on our Facebook page, that's Playground Movement Beaver Dam. Um, So the first 100 families to sign up will get it. And then we normally, have extra people usually donate extra items or and that we're able to offer those families that did not sign
1: up are there criteria to be accepted are there certain things uh, income eligibility guidelines to be able to be eligible to receive
0: you know it's it's just like our pantry nobody should have to prove that they're hungry and so, and nobody should be hungry in the United States or anywhere for that matter. So, it's just a, a first come, first serve. I would hope that people, if they sign up saying, "Hey, I need some extra food," that that would be the truth, and we just kind of run it on on honesty there.
1: Excellent, and it's Playground Movement Beaver Dam on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Playground Movement BD at Gmail, if you want to email. Play move. BD. Play Move BD. Ooh, I got to correct my notes here that I'm writing down here real quick. So, Matthew, we were talking a little bit before we got that uh, phone call praising Laura and all the hard work that she does in the community and wondering when it is she's even got time to rest or take a vacation or anything like that and saying what a wonderful uh, person she is for giving back so much to the community. Right before we got that phone call, we were talking to you a little bit about some of the things that uh, you like to grow. You mentioned green peppers as a uh, favorite thing to grow. Are you kind of plotting out your your 2023, well, garden plot? Uh, Do you know the things that you're going to be putting in there this year?
2: Uh, We haven't had a meeting yet, but uh, like Laura said, in a couple of weeks we should have another meeting.
1: Mm -hmm. And peppers sound like they will definitely be a part of it Mm -hmm. because you love peppers. Peppers, tomatoes, Mm -hmm. um, lettuce, you know. What's the most challenging thing do you think to uh, to grow? What, is there something that you uh, you tried to grow that you weren't able to, or that you're planning on doing it, um, trying to maybe get to it this year and seeing if you'll be successful?
2: No, it they're all pretty easy. You know, we have people sign up to water, and then at the end of the year, we'll you know harvest them and then bring them to the food pantry. So there's not much that's really hard to. Plant and maintain.
0: Mm-hmm. Matthew's not a big food adventurer, so when he says <laughs> he likes green peppers, I could almost envision him planting a whole plot of green peppers. Of, of
1: just the, uh, the green peppers. <laughs> there. Red peppers? Orange peppers? Are those? Yeah,
2: red peppers and orange peppers, but I mainly stick with green peppers. You, you like
1: the green ones. You like them to be spicy? You like a spicier pepper, like a jalapeno? More sweet. Okay, you'll go for the sweet side of things. Do you have a dish that you like to cook them in, like stuffed? Peppers or anything like that? Um,
2: no, not okay. really.
1: Yeah, just you, just bring them on. You like you like a good salad, Matthew? Yes. Well, that's uh, that's a, a good salad. It's nutritional. Everybody loves a, a good salad. Well, not everybody. Some people, uh, you know, they don't. I don't know what they're thinking that they don't like salads, Laura. <laughs> Do you? I have no idea. Sometimes when somebody <laughs> says they don't like a salad, hey, you, we were talking about that rock the block thing a little bit earlier. Uh, did you have you identified the um, the households that you're going to be doing yet for rock the block?
0: We are still taking applications. Okay. I have actually walked the blocks a couple of times and knocked on some doors. So if you had some weird blonde haired chick knocking on your door <laughs> and you live in four and five hundred block of Madison Street here in Beaver Dam, that was probably me. Um, so yeah, no, we do have a few projects. We are trying to see about maybe getting some peonies. So Ah, Oban's Penny's Farm will be the International Penny Festival location in 2025. So we thought maybe we'd get some of those. And if you live on Madison Street and you want to help us pave the way to the Penny Farm for that festival, we're going to be um, getting some of those. Uh, Some other flowers. Not that it's all landscaping. There are a few houses that I hope will take us up on the offer to paint their porch or prop up some gutters or, you know, do some more labor-intensive things, but it, it's, it was fun. Last year was our first event, and it was neat just to see community members that it wasn't their home, it wasn't their neighborhood, but they had no problem doing, you know, some curb appeal things and getting together. We'll have a food truck we, the night before. We have a volunteer get-together at um, Double D's Thirsty Beavers, so we have a little social event then, and it's just a, a fun time.
1: For those not familiar, Rock the Block, essentially, you guys are, are picking that four and 500 block of Madison Street as your target area, and you're just going to do what? You're just going to basically go through and just make it look nice?
0: Yeah. Last year, we did a lot of sidewalk edging, some mulch, some topsoil, threw some grass seed down, planted a couple bushes. Um, not everything has to be beautification, though. We have a critical home repair program with Habitat for Humanity, and that's actually how Habitat for Humanity started. They didn't start building homes. They started just neighbors helping neighbors with with things that they needed to have done in their homes. So what we do in our neighborhood is identify homes that could, Use porch help or new windows or some, maybe some um, weatherization or a gutter fix, you know those kind of things. And we just encourage the homeowners to do that. And those projects come without a cost. So the, the four letters that nobody can believe, F-R-E-E, <laughs> they are free. You just gotta sign up to, to have them done. Um, so that's what I'm hoping is that there's some people out there that live in between four and 500 blocks of Madison Street and they'll go, seriously? They'll build steps for my porch or they'll paint my porch or stain it or whatever. Sure, okay, sign me up. Yes, let's do that.
1: Well, you have a wonderful connection to just a, a cache of resources at the ReStore. For anybody that's fixing, I mean, spring is right around the corner. People are going to be fixing up their own homes. Habitat for Humanity Restore seems kind of like a no-brainer as far as places that you should go first to see if they got what you need.
0: That's what a lot of people do, and we can usually help with that, that resource list that they have um, one way or another so this this event isn't actually a restore event it's it's our affiliate event so habitat for humanity of washington and dodge counties um, because i am the face in in the organization here in this area Uh, i talk a lot about it but this is actually um an offshoot of our our build and repair
1: programs oh okay all right what if you need a little help uh, repairing something, building something, and you got the piece, the part over in the store? You think you might be able to work with yourself and be able to get one of those pieces to help prop up that gutter? Is that is there probably, probably a little probably. something that you might be able to work out there? Yeah. All right. Uh, what is the date for the Rock the Block again?
0: Rock the Block is May 13th.
1: May 13th. And, uh, again, if you're on the four or 500 block of Madison Street, you can uh, both donate your time to help and or receive help. Uh, And if you're anybody else in the world community, you are invited on that day. Are you guys kind of meeting at the Restore parking lot, if I recall? Was that... uh,
0: no, we have our social event the Friday evening or the Friday evening before at okay. Double D's Thirsty Beaver there on Madison Street where we had it last
1: year. And then meet right on the 4 and 500 block on the 13th.
0: And then on Saturday morning, we will meet at Chippy's. Chippy's? Uh, it was our volunteer home base last year as well. Um, yeah, and if you're interested in being a part of that program, uh, whether through volunteering, um, donating um, labor, materials, time, Funds to make those projects happen You can call us Call Carly At 262-338-0690
1: Okay Give, give Carly a call to sign up For that do uh, you think we might be able to get uh, Matthew out over there for that uh, Rock the Block event? You know,
0: Matthew, he is a super busy guy. He just like busy, finished solo ensemble this past weekend. Ooh. And Matthew wants to be the mayor of Madison someday.
1: Ah, So... I think, mayor.
0: I think yeah. he's got a lot of, of endeavors and, and big goals and whatnot um, that keeps him super busy.
1: Now you know you have to live in the city if you're going to be the mayor, Matthew. I, that goes without saying, I think, mm-hmm. right? So one yeah. day you you are looking forward to living in the, uh, the the beautiful city of Madison.
2: Yeah. I am hoping to go to uh, UW-Madison to get my political science degree.
1: Ah, mm-hmm. politics. Uh, you, you're a fan of the politics, huh? Mm-hmm. What about, uh, so once you achieve your uh, dream of becoming uh, uh, mayor of uh, Madison. What do you uh, what do you foresee beyond that? Maybe uh, state legislative stuff. Maybe the Wisconsin Assembly, the Wisconsin Senate. Maybe something like that.
2: Yeah, um, U.S. Senate is another one of my goals. Uh huh. And I, I love that. Wisconsin Governor.
1: Oh, perfect. Which one? Uh, well, I, I just I can't wait for you to come back. I I like to interview all of the candidates for various uh, elected offices here, so I can't wait to to talk issues with you one of these days.
0: Uh-huh. Matthew is, is taking the right steps. He's very active in the community. He cares about the people. He's he's about equity and, and taking action and inviting his peers to do the same kind of thing. So Matthew and a group of other youth here in our community will totally, you know, I'm the voice. I can do the coach holler in that to round everybody up, but it is the youth that make this event happen. Last year, we had 57 youth show up the day of the event and put these groceries together for the families and get them in the cars and then have the cars go through the drive-through and do the cleanup and break down the boxes and that kind of thing. So it's, it's really neat to see young people that can make a difference.
1: Matthew d- there does seem to be a connection between organizing a uh, charitable event like this and um and and governing in a sense. I mean there there's a lot of lot of similarities there. Is that is that one of the reasons that you like to be involved in this?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. What um w- what uh message do you have for people out there who might be thinking about uh well, I you know I'd like to give back but I'm I'm busy. I've got all these things going on. I'm working, uh, you know, I'm doing this and that and the other thing. Well, what is your message to those people out there uh, who want to give back to the community, but they're just so busy?
2: You don't have to always, you know, commit your time. You can donate. You can, um, you know, donate money, uh, bring food. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have any free time, you can always help out.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's right. Simply enough, at the end of the day... And you
0: know, feeding people isn't everybody's passion. That's not everybody's, oh, that's what I want to do. There are a plethora of ways to volunteer and make your world a better place. Global Youth Service Day is not just about feeding people. There are youth that do things that help with um, health. There are environmental issues that some youth feel passionate about. Um, Some youth have service days, even outside of the Global Youth Service Day um, timeframe, and help people register to vote. There are people, you know, there are youth, youth make a huge difference, and and it's the time when they're young to find out what they are passionate about, because they are the next me and you, Craig. They're the next adults, they're the next, Legislators and senators and business leaders and community leaders. So, Matthew is getting his, his feet on the ground here and figuring out what he does and doesn't want to do. And I'm excited to see him.
1: Are you uh, Are you on the uh, student council at uh, at the Beaver Dam Middle School? Mm-hmm. So. I-
2: I am the president of the student council.
1: President of the student council. So this is an issue then that you brought up to the, the student council or you're going to be bringing to the student council?
2: I brought it up. Um, we are thinking of some ideas how we could um, get people involved with it in the schools. So we can donate the food to the um, pantry and donate it to the um, GYSD uh, food drive. So,
1: well, what are some of the things that uh, your fellow students have kind of um, latched onto in terms of, um, you know, supporting? I guess I should say. Um, it, have you mentioned like the the opportunity to have one hundred of a particular item raised? And if so, what is it the students are saying? Like, oh, I bet we could raise this, or I bet we could raise that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, they've come up with ideas for like um, how we could supply them and like. They really um, when we we always have a food drive in November, we always like um, planning that out because there's always um, a lot of food that's been donated. and they really enjoy, you know, just helping
1: out. You know. Yeah, in, in November, we, we kind of going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. It seems like there's uh, an outpouring of uh, donations and and help that comes in uh, in December around uh, or November, December around around Christmas time. Seems like the the challenge is a year-long challenge, though
0: yeah it is a challenge it, it's a great it's a great you know everybody thinks about giving and this is a a good time of the year to have a little bonus event and i think the students had looked at doing a lot of the non-perishables so a lot of the the canned vegetables and fruits and things that students like to eat macaroni cheese and ramen and that kind of thing were items they were going to do the drive on
1: what's your favorite of uh Of all the things not green pepper related, Matthew, are you a are you a mac and cheese person? Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay, I I could go for I could go for some. I'm a little overdue for lunch myself here. I could go for a little bit of mac and cheese, but uh, in the meantime, we want to let our listeners know uh, why it's important for them to to give back and participate in an event. Uh, like the one we're talking about today, the Global Youth Service Day and the uh, the food drive that is uh, going to be going on in conjunction with that. Matthew, will you, will you tell our listeners why they should uh, why they should give back in this community or any community that they may be affiliated with and uh, help those who uh, may be suffering from an, uh food insecurity?
2: Um, they should always give back to people who aren't as uh, fortunate as them um it's nice to it's just really thoughtful to give back to people who don't have enough food enough money to buy food enough clothes so then we can all be equal we can all be safe you know
1: well, i i think i might want to move to madison just so i could vote for this young man here <laughs> uh, when when he uh, reaches the eligibility age for uh, for running for election If you would, uh, Laura, wrap it all up for us. Covered a lot of ground here today. What do you want our listeners to take away from this conversation?
0: Well... We talked about a lot, and uh, the takeaway I get from it is that Beaver Mark um, our community, is very committed to generosity and meeting the needs and help fill in the gaps. And one of the ways that Playground has tried to help do this is with the Global Youth Service Day event. We will put together pantry staples and meal ingredients to feed 100 families of four for a week. Matthew Sether is our youth leader on this Um, together he the student council and some other youth some other playground youth will come together on April 30th to put together all the items that are generously donated from um, area organizations and businesses so that for a week we can help some um, tummies rumble a little less and if you want to help that process. If you want to be involved, please find us on um, social media. We're both on Facebook and Instagram. Playground Movement BD. Um, the short version of that is Play Move BD. So if you type in Play Move BD in the social media searches, you should be able to find us. Um, you can send us an email to Play BD at gmail com. You can text me at nine two zero three four four. 5769. So if you'd like to donate, if you want to get signed up, we did put our Google form up on our Facebook page. Um, we will keep that form open until we have those 100 um, households filled.
1: So let's make sure I get all this right here as we sign off. The uh, the Global Youth Service Day that is going to be observed uh, in the food drive distribution is going to be April 30th. Uh, April 29th would be the uh, the time that you would drop off perishable items non-perishables. non perishables none i thought non perishables would be a week before
0: non perishables is the 29th and perishables is the morning of always oh, the morning an, of we have no way to gotcha. store 100 hams or 200 pounds of hamburger or gotcha. 100 gallons of milk or yeah
1: did you say something about a week before though too i thought you said something about a week before do you start collecting them a week before if they're non perishables I just, you know what? I just misheard you, I think is all that it was. So the day before, the 29th, you want to drop those off at Habitat?
0: At the Habitat Resto, yes.
1: Which is located on uh, Madison Street. What is the 100 there?
0: 1022.
1: 1022 madison street in beautiful beaver dam wisconsin uh... And if you're part of a, a service organization if you're part of a church uh... they're looking to uh... to raise one hundred of uh, each of these unique items you could uh... you could email them for the complete list it is playmovebd at gmail matthews thank you so much for for joining us today and bringing laura with you i really do appreciate it thank you too all right, that is uh, Matthew Suther. He is a future Madison mayor, uh, state legislator, U.S. senator, and perhaps governor, mm-hmm. president. Yes. We'll see one day uh, he made his radio debut right here on WBEV. Also want to be able to thank uh, Laura Goral for, uh, for helping us with all the other information uh, as it relates to the, uh, the playground movement and the Global Youth Service Day. A lot of fun, Laura. Thanks a pleasure. It's going to do it for today's community comment.